starting off another week uh, um, of uh, information and insights. And, and in many places, uh, you're still on lockdown or if you're returning to work this week or whatever's going on, we wish you uh, health and wellness. Um, and we want to give you some more information today. So today uh, we're going to talk about, you know, we've talked a lot about operations and we've talked to uh, a lot of people with advice on, you know, how to keep your business going and how to keep your employees motivated. Well, today we're going to talk uh, about that other side of your business, your financials. And our guest today is, has been a, a, a guest in the past on the podcast. We're talking to Gary Pittsford from Castle Wealth Advisors, and he's going to share some insights about what you should be doing from a financial aspect right now with your business to make sure that even though times are going well right now in terms of sales, perhaps at your business, you want to make sure that you're watching your financials pretty carefully because the sales that are coming through the doors right now might not be there in another month or two months. Um, and he's going to share some tips on how to make sure that you, uh, not only, uh, are, are able to serve customers now, but you remain financially healthy as well as a business. He's also going to talk about some of the questions that have popped up recently about the PPP loans and what they can be used for and how you need to make sure that you're eligible for the loan. So we got a lot of info uh, packed into about a half hour with Gary today. So we encourage you to sit back and listen to the program and, and uh, hear what Gary has to say. So uh, take it away. All right, everybody. I uh, uh, hope the, the week is going well for everyone so far. Uh, we're back with another uh, pep talk edition of the Taking Care of Business podcast. I'm Dan Trottencheck, and and today we're going to talk about something uh, that, that obviously is a, an integral part of running your business, and that's looking at your finances and looking at your budgeting and thinking about things like that. And, and I know the first kind of feedback would probably be, Hey, we're we're kind of knee deep in trying to service customers and keep our store open and and cleaning and and making sure everyone's social distancing and managing our teams and 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 finance might be kind of uh, you know two or three steps behind our, our on our to do list right now. But uh, our guest today is Gary Pittsford. Uh, you guys know him from Castle Wealth Advisors. And, and we're going to talk about some of the reasons you probably really shouldn't be putting your business financial needs and financial concerns too far back on that to-do list. And uh, we're going to talk to Gary about what are some of the top things you probably need to be focusing on right now. Gary, welcome to the program. Hi, Dan. Thank you. It's good to be with you again. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming back as a, as a repeat guest. And, uh, and like I said here is, uh, you know, businesses right now in the hardware industry are, are really trying to do their best to keep the doors open and keep servicing customers and taking care of employees. Um, and so, you know, this thought of budgets or finance, obviously they're, they're dealing with the immediate stuff ringing through the registers, but, but it's kind of, kind of probably not top of mind for them right now. Gary, 
what are some of the things that, uh, from a financial perspective, that these guys uh, and, and ladies running the businesses need to be thinking about right now? Well, they need to be thinking about uh, documenting over the next four to six weeks the PPP loan, the payroll protection loan, if they took one. Yeah. Document that you're using it for payroll, you're using it for utilities and rent. Make sure you can prove what you're using it for. Some of the stores that you and I have both talked to uh, are doing so well that they're making great money in March and April, but I think that's going to slow down in the next quarter. Yeah. I think that uh, sales, uh, the consumers have bought everything that they needed to buy in the first and second quarter, and the third quarter is going to be uh, much slower. Uh, they need to be worried about getting through the next six months. Uh, having some extra cash right now is great. What I've been trying to tell most people is to start hoarding cash, hang on to cash, work on a budget because in the next from the government programs have got us through uh, March, April, May, maybe into June. Uh, that's helped a lot whether it be the disaster loans or the payroll protection loans or the payroll credits or all the other things that we can talk about later. But what I'm concerned about and what businesses in other industries are concerned about is getting from June to December. Yeah. Uh, the hardware industry is lucky that a lot of the people are doing very well right now, but I think it's going to slow down. The grocery uh, in our grocery industry clients they're doing pretty well right now, but their supply chain is breaking down. A lot of the items aren't coming in that they've ordered. Uh, you've seen meat packing plants shut down and whatnot. So the hardware industry and the grocery industry are okay right now, but I think it's going to be bad in the future. And you've got to be looking down the road. You may have cash now, but you're going to spend a lot of it in the next six months. You've got to be able to conserve cash and be ready when sales go down you've got to adjust your budget. Well, what do you think, Gary? Um, you know, if I'm a retailer and I'm hearing that, obviously I'm, like I said, it's, it's kind of what, 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 when we talk to retailers, it's a mad scramble to kind of keep doing business right now. They've got employees that they've had to send home because they're in high risk groups or they've shortened the hours at the store because, uh, because they, they need to be more uh, mindful of, of, of social distancing and, and how they allow people in the business and, and how they manage keeping their staff in there. Uh, it just can't be business as usual. So what are the things that, that if I'm a business owner, I need to look at? What are the ways that I can conserve cash right now? What, what kind of tips are you giving to people about, you know, this is what you need to look at? Because I, I, I have to tell you, I'm concerned about the same things you just said is that, you know, we report and we talk to talk to retailers and we get the reports from retail that, you know, March sales and April sales are up in the double digits. But there's a lot of retailers that are growing concerned about, you know, after we get through this first wave of projects, are we just accelerating purchases now that are going to dry up later in the summer? And those retailers that are working with pros and contractors are worried, you know, if, if uh, home sales take a dip, we all know how tied home improvement repairs are to home sales. What's going to happen to that contractor remodeler market come June, July, August? So, so what are some of the areas that a retailer should look at for maybe these are places I can try and hang on to some cash? Well, let's, let's talk about some ideas. We've already worked with uh, a lot of members 
And, and I'll just mention that uh, even though we know lots of people that are doing well, uh, our clients in North Dakota in the oil business and our clients down in Midland, Odessa in the oil business are not doing well. Right. So there are some hardware stores that are struggling. Uh, people aren't coming in. There's very few, very small sales. But to conserve cash, let's talk about your budget. Let's look at what you've been doing in the last couple of years. Because so, most people have had a really good 2018 and a really good 2019. And they had a really good January. And then somehow they hit a wall in February. And now it's different. Right. Uh, so going into this year and next year, take a look at that budget. Some of the things that you could think about is a lot of stores have automatic payments coming out of a company credit card. Well, you might stop those automatic payments and space them out a little bit and make sure that you're conserving cash. So kind of stop some of that automatic stuff. The other thing to look at is work on your budget for the next 12 months. Are you going to have reduced hours? Are you going to have reduced payroll? Do you need reduced payroll? If, if you had a $3 million store last year, is it going to be a $2.5 million store this year in sales? If your sales are down, then you need to maybe adjust your payroll. You know, we all say this all the time, Dan, that, you know, if the average uh, gross margin is 40% in the hardware industry, your payroll should not be more than 20 or 21%. Right. You know, if, if your sales are down, you, you know, what's 20% of two and a half million versus 20% of 3 million. Okay. So you've got to look at payroll, which is your biggest expense. You know, you don't want to lay people off, but you need to know if your payroll is up to 26 or 27% of, of your gross margin, gross sales, then you're going to be losing money. Yeah. Okay. And you need to conserve cash to get through the next six months because I think sales will be down. I think a lot of consumers have bought what they needed in the last two or three months. There's going to be less sales, I think, in the future, the third quarter. Um, budgeting is important. Uh, any non-essential expenses uh, eliminate. You know, uh, inventory is another big item. And maybe you could hold down the inventory and have it delivered what we call just in time. Right. So don't order two months of something when you can only order one month of some product. So just in time delivery is important. Um, for those businesses, I don't know if it's very many in the hardware business, but a lot of people, they'll do a project and they'll get a payment up front and then they'll get the rest of the money when it's all done. Okay. Well now for the next six months or so, you should consider getting progress payments. So as you're every week or every two weeks, as you're doing something like for the home builders and the pros, if you're doing something, get progress payments to keep that cash coming in. You're going to need that cash the next six months. Um, the other thing that, that business owners should consider the banks, especially the small community banks, credit unions, the smaller banks are more flexible to be uh, understanding right now. And, you know, if you've got somebody who has a, a, a loan with a bank and they've got eight years left and it's at 6%, I would talk to that lender and say, would you be willing to reduce that to 5% 
and stretch it out to 15 years. If they're willing to modify, you know, those are called waiver or loan modifications. You want to keep your interest up to date, but can I stretch that out from eight years to 15 years? That'll lower my monthly payments and allow me to conserve more cash. Yeah, and you could always- Bankers are willing to talk now, whereas two or three years ago, they weren't willing to talk. And, and, and you know, with that situation, you could always still, you know, if there isn't prepayment penalty, you can take advantage of when times are, are more flush with money by paying that down if you need be. And, and I think something to, to kind of add to what you're saying, Gary, is, is that, you know, what, what some of the feedback I've heard from kind of that other side of it, the banking community is um, there are more banks that are concerned now because they have loans to, you know, small business across the board. They might have loans to some of those clothing stores or boutiques or restaurants that, that who knows when their business is going to come back. So eventually, if we're already not seeing it, <clears throat> some of those banks might feel some stress from kind of a, 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 a rush of bankruptcies or defaults. Uh, and so right now is to, to, to kind of add to what you're saying right now is probably the best time for you to deal with your banker where maybe they haven't felt the pressure of some of those other things that are probably coming down the pike for them as well. Exactly. Right now the banks are willing to listen, whereas two or three years ago they weren't. Yeah, and two and, or three months from now, they might not be able to. And they might not, yeah. And interest rates are very low right now. If you've got a 5 or 6% loan, maybe the bank would be willing to go 4%. You know, if you can lock in 4% for 15 years, do it. You know, uh, if you've got a 6 7 or 8% interest rate loan on a forklift or something, try to refinance some of those things and get your monthly payments down because – you're going to need cash in the third or fourth quarter. What, uh, you know, you, you touched on this a little bit in terms of managing cash and, and looking at payroll as it relates to that. And, and you mentioned the, the PPP. We kind of started out talking a little bit about that. I know that there's a, kind of an increasing concern amongst retailers, particularly those who have, who have, who have taken advantage of PPP, um, that, you know, hardware stores – home centers, lumber dealers right now, sales have been up. You know, we, we talked about this, the first wave of kind of that COVID impact was people trying to, you know, get their home offices set up or they're, uh, they're sitting at home, not going into the office and they're looking around at their four walls and decide, you know, I need to get this paint done or I need to get these projects done. And, and that plus, you know, just the sales of COVID related supplies have really pushed sales higher for most home improvement retailers over the last six to eight weeks. Um, and so there's a concern amongst those retailers who have taken the PPP yet they've seen their sales increase with the announcement recently from the government that that we're going to be taking a closer look at anybody who received PPP, particularly those who have received more than $2 million in that. Um, and we're going to be auditing those guys. And the question becomes, well, my business is up, but just like Gary says, um, I'm worried about what's going to happen over the next two to three months. But I'm also, as my business has increased, I've also had to pay a premium to my employees to come and be in my stores so I'm worried about the fact that I took PPP because I needed it, but now the government might not feel the same way when they look and say, hey, but your sales are up. So, so what kind of advice would you have in that regard, uh, uh, Gary, for, for retailers that might be in that situation and might be concerned about, man, maybe I'm going to have to pay this PPP back? 
Well, if they don't need the cash, and if they're confident they're going to get through the next six months, uh, you and I both know that they can write a check and give it back to the bank by May the 7th, which is what, next week? Yeah. So if you've got cash that you don't want, give it back by May the 7th. On the other hand, I think any closely held family business has been negatively impacted by the coronavirus. And that's the real question is on the application for PPP. They ask, have you been right. negatively impacted by the coronavirus? And, and some of these hardware retailers are saying, well, my sales are up, but there's, I mean, it's a different business structure and, and maybe I haven't been overly impacted right now. But to your point, what, a month from now, I'm not going to have an application for PPP. So what do I do if my market falls off a month from now? So that's a real question. And that's why I'm not trying to uh, tiptoe into the gray areas. I think any family health business, what they're spending right now, like increased payroll and to keep people coming in, and maybe everybody's working overtime because I used to have 12 employees, but six are home. So there's only six of us. Plus my wife is coming in to help. Yeah. You know, so I've got to pay these people and I've been negatively impacted. I'm depleting the cash reserve that I had back in January. So the PPP loan will help, help preserve some of that cash uh, reserve that I had in order to get me through the next six months. You know, there's all kinds of reasons that the coronavirus has impacted even a store that's real busy. But the owner really needs to sit down with his accountant and list right now, <clears throat> this week, list all the reasons that you need this reserve and this help because you're going to need to document that, that I was negatively impacted and here's why and have two, three, four reasons that you and your accountant agree on that you can give the bank. Yeah. yeah. And so all those things like I've had to pay premium from employees, I've had 20% of my workforce that hasn't been able to come in. So we've had to extend overtime hours. Um, all those points should be documented. Document what you're doing. I had to spend extra money to get Corona you know, the virus equipment to come in, you know, maybe some of the stores are having masks or respirators or other products that they need that their customers uh, in the communities, wherever they're at across all 50 States. Uh, some of the stores have paid a premium to get that stuff in there. Yeah. Document what you're doing. You know, I, I, you know, I think, you know, there's 30 million family businesses and uh, I'd say, 90% of them have been affected one way or the other. What, uh, what kind of um, questions are you getting that are kind of, well, you know, from the people you're working with right now, I, I'd just be interested to hear, what are people calling you, asking you about right now? Most of them are asking about, uh, did I calculate or how do I calculate the PPP loan? You know, yeah, right. what is average payroll times two and a half? You know, you can only use up to a hundred thousand uh, dollars. Can that loan be used to pay for the 401k safe Harbor match? Okay. Can that money be used to pay for health insurance? You know, back in uh, March, the government, the SBA reports said payroll and they didn't define payroll. So a lot of the people that, added up the payroll average for the last 12 months, 
they didn't include uh, the pension plan or the health insurance. Well, then about April 1st or so, they changed it and they defined payroll to include all those employee items. You know, so now the people that went through phase two of the PPP loan were able to include more money because they could include their 401k plan matching and they could include health insurance. Uh, whereas the people that did it the first time couldn't. So they're trying to make sure that they're spending the money in the right area. You know, and then I keep telling them, you know, you make sure with your accountant and your accountant is very important in this process uh, that you only use 75 or you must use 75% or 80% for payroll. You can only use about 25% for other items like uh, electricity, uh, rent, uh, utilities, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, so people keep asking all those kinds of questions. Uh, the other thing that they that we talk to them about is all the other benefits. The CARES Act that was passed uh, back in February opened up a lot of ideas. They opened up the net operating loss. So those businesses like the hardware stores in North Dakota and Texas, if they're going to have a big loss this year, I tell them, make the loss as big as possible because you can take a loss this year and go back and immediately pick up the taxes that you paid in 2018 and 2019. You know, so if you paid 50,000 or $100,000 in taxes with your big loss this year, you can go get that money and pull it back into your checking account. You know, a lot of, a lot of owners that are 72 and Dan, you know, you and I both know that there's a lot of owners out there that are 72 to 82. Right. They don't have to take their RMD out of their IRA. They don't have to take that required minimum. You know, their retirement plan, the IRA has been reduced a lot the last three months. So you don't have to take that money this year. So leave it in there. Talk to whoever handles your IRA or your 401k plan, tell them, I don't want that payment this year. Leave it in and let it grow. You know, the other thing that owners can do, this is saving taxes. All of these CARES Act things are helping you save taxes and get money back. Uh, the other item that some store owners do is that they give a lot to charity. You meet them all the time, Dan, and so do sure. I. Oh, yeah. they, give to, they give to their church. They give to their hospital. They give to their colleges. They give to the community. All those charities, if you, this year, you can wipe out all your taxes by giving a giant charitable contribution to one of your charities or three or four of them, or just put it into what we call a donor-advised fund, which Schwab and Vanguard and Fidelity all have those. They're called donor advised funds. You dump it all in there and then you can dole it out over 2020 and 2021, but get that big tax deduction, take the write-off, don't pay any taxes this year if you normally give a lot to charity. So in that CARES Act, there's a lot of other things that business owners can be doing to help themselves personally and to also help the business. You know, not all those things with business owners, which which kind of brings me to another point here, Gary, that's somewhat related to that is, you know, everybody right now, rightfully and justly so are focused on the impact of COVID and the impact on the business world. And, and one of those impacts that we've seen is just, you know, although it's recovered 
somewhat as we've seen the, the the stock market and and larger investing really take a substantial hit. And, and anytime that happens, it begs the question of what does this mean to me? What does this mean in my retirement? Um, and as you just said, there are a lot of retailers that were within certainly five years of retirement, if not sooner. Um, with what's happened to the markets right now and what's happening just you know, to businesses kind of across the spectrum, what do, what do retailers who are within five years of retirement or two years of retirement, what do they need to think about now to either still try and make that a reality or is it just going to be the reality that they might have to think about postponing retirement? Uh, well, if they're five years away, we're probably okay. But the starting point when, and I talk to people every day almost, or maybe every other day, I look at their retirement, their IRAs and their 401ks and whatever pension or profit sharing plans. What they need to do is to cut commissions as much as possible, cut expenses, don't sell their equities. You know, assuming that you've got good equities, good solid blue chips, just leave them in the account. The economy will come back. It might take a year, might take a little bit more than a year, but don't panic right now. Let those good companies come back up in value. Hang on to what you've got, but cut the expenses and get well diversified. If you're going to retire within five years, the equities you know, in your account shouldn't be more than 40 or 50%. If you're 70% in equities, you know, I, I just talked with a, a new client yesterday and they were 83% in equities. Well, they got killed the last three months. Okay. And, and, and they're going to retire in a couple of years. You know, they should have never been 83% in equities. You know, they should have been 40, 45, or maybe 50 at the most have diversified bonds, laddered bonds, you know, between two and 10 years, you know, have uh, all kinds of diversifiers that help protect the account. There are assets that don't go down with the stock market. So when you look at a pension plan, you need to have, it's like looking at a pie. You want to have lots of different pieces in that pie, bonds, equities, blue chips, you know, you need to have several different things that fit your time frame. You have a three-year time frame or a five or an eight-year time frame, the equities need to fit that, you know, and a lot of people have maybe too much in equities because they don't look at it. The other important thing to think about is, is that in 2015 through 2020, the stock market went way up, you know, so maybe they were 50% four years ago. Well, now they're more like 70% equities. Right. You need to look at it every six months or so and adjust it but cut the cost, be conservative and be diversified, but don't panic because the company, the economy is going to come back. Gary, similar question about that. What about the people out there that, you know, last year we're thinking, you know, this is going to be the year I'm going to try and sell my business 2020. And what is what we're seeing right now? How do you think that impacts the value of a business? Um, and, and what does it do to the market of people looking to sell and or buy businesses? That's a great question. And we've been talking about it the last two or three weeks with all of our valuation people here in my office in Chicago. Um, when it comes to valuations, uh, last year we did about 150 valuations and 84 
were for hardware stores. Uh, we do a lot of valuations for hardware stores. Some of them sell to children, some of them sell to key employees, and some of them sell to another member in their co-op. Um, 2020 <clears throat> is, is gonna be abnormal. Okay, yeah. it's gonna look different than 19. Now, if some of the store owners are lucky enough to have record sales, when it comes to valuations, we, we won't look at 2020 as being a normal year. Okay. We will discount 2020 to a lower number. If they have really bad sales for 2020, then we know it won't be a normal year. We're gonna look at 17, 18, and 19, and then maybe 21, to see what the normal sales and normal profit look like. So when it comes to evaluation of a business, we can adjust 2020 up or down to fit the normal company. We, we want to project, we want to show the business owner in a normal year, this is what the business would be worth. Do you so think if, if, someone plan, if someone was planning on selling their business this year, do you think that's still possible? Absolutely. Yeah. I think right now, uh, I, I would say if I was a buyer, okay, Normally, 90% of the time we work for the sellers, we want to help the sellers, but the buyers are probably going to hold off for a couple months. So I think May and June are going to be watch and see what happens with the economy. Uh, we've got uh, you know, 20 million people uh, or 30 million unemployed. We've got to get most of those people back to work. If the consumers go back to work, and start getting normal paychecks, then they'll start spending money like a normal consumer, and we'll get back to uh, an economy that's closer to 2018 or 19. The consumer is gonna be the driving force as to how well we do the next one or two years. We gotta get those consumers back to work. You know, so we can adjust 2020. And, and the buyers are going to be looking at May and June to see how things change. But I think in the last six months of the year, buyers are going to be buying. But what I'm concerned about is that the sellers may accept too low a number. They need to get a fair number. And just because you had six bad months in the year of 2020, don't underestimate the value of your business. You know, if it was a great business in 18 and 19, it's still a great business that was affected by a bug. So yeah. don't let that bug bother you. Yeah. You're, is there any other kind of advice or, uh, or wisdom you'd like to pass along right now to the small business owners in, in the hardware area? Anything that you, know, you want to share or, or guidance you might want to provide them during this time? Well, whatever your plans were, Keep heading in the same direction. If you were going to sell in one or two years, I think you'll be able to do that. If you're worried about the valuation dropping off and being a real low number, don't worry about that valuation because it can be adjusted. 2020 is not normal, so don't let 2020 bother you. Okay, keep working on your solid financials. Don't diminish all of your cash reserves. Use the PPP plan use all the tax credits that we talked about five or 10 minutes ago to get cash back in the company. You know, I want you to wind up in December with excellent cash reserves. I don't want you spending the last penny in December because in the next six months, there may not be another government program. 
Okay, so you, you got checks the last two or three months, but the next six months there not may not be any government checks coming in. So you've got to accumulate your own cash. So be looking down the road the third and fourth quarter. Um, be conservative. You know, take care of your communities. The other thing, Dan, that you might mention in some of your articles is to keep your gross margins up. A lot of people want to reduce their margins. I would also, you may agree or disagree, but advertising is something that a lot of people cut out. Yeah, we've heard that. We, right now, we've heard a lot of people that said, we're just not advertising right now. Well, let your community know that you're still open. Okay, put big signs out on the highway, do advertising, because in July, August, and September, when the economy is better, you, you want everybody within 10 miles of your store to know that you're open, we're here, come in. So keep some of that advertising going. Let the community know you're there. That's all, all good points. Gary, if someone wants to get a hold of you, and get some more personalized consultation or just learn a little bit more about Castle Wealth Advisors and what you guys do. What, how do they go about doing that? Well, the easy thing to do, Dan, is uh, our website has enormous amounts of information on it. Uh, the website would be the word Castle, C-A-S-T-L-E, and then the number three.com, castle3.com. There's videos there. There's articles there. There's a lot of information about all of our companies. Um, if they've got a question, they can email me or they can email any of my partners. Uh, my email is Gary, G-A-R-Y, at castle3.com. So we get lots of emails. Uh, we get lots of phone calls. You know, we work with people in all 50 states. So uh, we're glad to help anybody from Bangor, Maine to Anchorage, Alaska. You know, so. Uh, well, we appreciate it, Gary. You're always very generous with your time and your information. And, and I, I know that the, the retailers who listen to this certainly appreciate that. And the retailers everywhere that you work with appreciate your insights. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. We appreciate your time and, and, and to you and the whole Castle team up there. I hope you guys stay safe and healthy. And, and we'll, we'll get back together soon when we're on the other side of this and, uh, and keep yeah. on trucking. So I, I, I appreciate your time today. Thank you, Dan. It's fun to talk to you anytime. Take care of all your members. The hardware industry has been a great industry. We want to keep it that way. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Gary. Appreciate Take your care. time. Bye. Bye.